No, it is. You pushed the button. I did push the button. Okay. Okay. Hi, podcast listeners. This is Chris and Sarah, and we are so excited to be back with our All Y'all podcast. Um, We are so excited because um, recently we held our first live event for the podcast um, with a couple of our friends from here in Shreveport uh, who told stories on a theme. And the theme of the night was new round here. These were people who had relocated to Shreveport from different parts of the world or started over in unbelievable, compelling new ways. It was a great night of storytelling, and we're going to be sharing some of our favorite stories from that night with you here on the podcast over the coming weeks. Um, Our first story is from our friend Esther Kennedy, who moved from uh, Melbourne, Australia to Shreveport for a reason that you're about to find out um, on the podcast. And just before we jump into our story, Chris and I are so thankful to everyone who took a chance on us and came out to our live event. Um, We're looking forward to putting together our next one. And um, here's Esther's story. Um, If you've recently overheard a voice with elongated vowel sounds and an aversion to the letter R, then it's likely you've run into this Sheila, which I learned today, for those of you who don't know, is is a woman. Uh, Esther Kennedy is native to Australia, but currently living in Shreveport. She'd like to explain why. So, Esther? G'day. We don't really say that in Australia. I just want you to like me. Um, so I've met a, a lot of um, a lot of new Shreve portions, um, and usually when a sound comes out of my mouth, they get this oh shit look. Like, is she speaking wrong, or have I just had a mini stroke? So <laughs> um, I usually have to say yes. Uh, look, you're, you're right. I'm actually not from around here. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Or as you guys would say, Melbourne, because as as Sarah pointed out, uh, we don't like to say R's. In fact, even the letter R doesn't have the letter R in it <laughs> in Australia. Um, so yeah, so usually there's a there's the confusion, and then there's a little bit of embarrassment. Then the next question is invariably, why on earth are y'all in Shreveport? <laughs> so tonight, Shreveport, I'd like to use this as a forum to answer this question once and for all. Um, and I'll give you a little clue. The answer is beer. <laughs> that up here with me as well. Got a little Aussie beer with me. It doesn't have a, a kangaroo on it in Australia. That's just, that's just for the export, the American export version. <laughs> um, so I'd like to take you uh, back to 2010 in my hometown, Melbourne. It's a pretty big city. Um, it's kind of, I'd like to say it's the Aussie home of rock music, coffee, hipsters and everything that's not the outback. Uh, we also have all the major Australian international sporting events. So I'd like to go ahead and say it's the sportsman's paradise of Down Under. <laughs> See what I did there. But I, um, so I grew up in a country town, though, so I know what it's like to be, you know, not be able to put out your garbage bins without running into a second cousin. But uh, you know, in a large metropolis, it gets kind of difficult to make new connections and meet new people. So like many of my 20-something peers who had dated every non-douchebag guy in their circle, I resorted to the internet to meet a man. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys in the audience, like, probability is some people out here have 
done online dating, surely. You're not going to admit to it? We've got some, oh, okay, we've got some brave souls there. So you know then that, like, it's, it's a mixed bag um, and it ranges from, you know, the borderline creepy to the downright rude. Um, I went out with one guy who... Uh, ate a napkin at dinner. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'll admit it was a paper napkin, it wasn't a cloth napkin, but it still took him like five minutes to muster the saliva required to swallow that sucker. Funnily enough, a friend of mine went on a date with him later, sort of unbeknownst to me, but uh, we realised, put it, piece it together later, and he'd done a similar thing. He, they went to an Indian restaurant and he picked out each individual chilli and made a little pile next to, next to his bowl um, and sort of had this like, neat little pile of chilies. Did you say chilies? Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. Sometimes the words are different. Um, uh, but once he'd finished his main meal, just like grabbed the pile and just put them all in his mouth. Um, so there's that guy. Um, <laughs> another guy that I, um, I am a bit embarrassed to admit I went on more than a couple of dates with. Um, he seemed like a really nice, likeable guy with a winning smile. And I paid him a compliment on his teeth. I said, you know, I remarked that, it, you know, surely you must have had braces as a kid to have such lovely chompers, right? Um, but no, they were not his own teeth. He had fallen asleep with a glass bottle, we call it stubby, uh, in his mouth and fallen mouth first onto a concrete floor. And my mum always told me only go out with guys who have their own teeth, so he wasn't Mr. Right. And then there's the there's also the breed of there's the breed of men who are um, just like brutally honest. Um, I've been on one date where a guy asked to ask the status of my uterus before I'd had finished my first glass of wine. Um, and then there's Saturday girlfriend guy. Uh, he deserves a little sidebar, that's for sure. Um, and I'm just going to say outright that I was no I was no. I was not a proper lady on this date. I'd been on the piss with my housemates. So I was, on the piss means drinking, by the way. Um, and so I was, I didn't really want to leave the house. I mean, I was really hesitant to actually go on this date. I was like, oh, I've organised this date, damn it. So I changed the venue to like the worst bar in Melbourne because it was the closest one to my house. Um, and so I went in with a closed mind. Um, I probably had really, I probably had some like dating fatigue by this point. So I was really not being terribly generous. And but in, the, in my memory, he was a, not a tall man, but not a short man. Sort of like a large torso with small baby legs and kind of hairy. Basically a gnome. But. Looks aside, it, it, he put the nail in his own coffin because he just up front just said, look, I'm a busy guy. I don't have time for a full-time girlfriend. And, uh, look, if you're interested, I'm, I'm looking for a girlfriend just for Saturdays. <laughs> so I was like, all right, okay. Bid you adieu, sir. Uh, look, it wasn't all bad. I went out for a few months um, with a sort of normally human-proportioned um, pretty English boy, uh, but he, it kind of irked me that he spent more time on his personal grooming than I did. And, like, English accents are whack, am I right? <laughs> so I had to change tactics, and I wanted to test out a hypothesis that I thought that maybe craft beer would equal cool boys. I mean... Boys like beer, 
and craft beer, you have to have a really overly extensive vocabulary to appreciate. So you're either intelligent or a wanker. So, like, 50-50, good odds. Better odds than I'd had with the online dating. I also really like beer. I mean, you know, that's a stereotype of Aussies. But, yeah, I like craft. I like good beer. I like craft beer. So it wasn't completely cynical. So I liked the liked on Facebook the my local brewery. And I wanted, because I thought, then I'll get updates about events and then, you know, where all the Prince Charmings are going to be at. Um, so on that, I'm going to have a little swig. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so then not long after that, they this brewery posted a photo of their head brewer. It was Saturday Girlfriend Guy. <laughs> and if I cast my mind back to it in the deep res- recesses of my memory, I can kind of vaguely remember him saying that he had moved from California to Melbourne to brew. And yeah, he was California, so he like immediately abrasive. You get that? Yeah. Um, and... But I just, just, I just pictured this gnome in a dank basement, like, <laughs> make home-brewing ungodly stout that no other human would put their lips to. Um, but he was brewing my favourite beer. Like, I was just downing that stuff. Like, I, I was drinking a lot of that beer. Like, it was like giving a dollar to a homeless man and then realising it was uh, method actor Channing Tatum, like, preparing for his next role. I mean, I was kind of blown away. And then I, not long after that, I walked into a bar and there he was. Beer Gnome was there. So I, I walked up to the bar and I said, hey, we met before. We went on a really horrible date. And we went to hell on earth. And he, he recalled it. And he was curious slash adventurous slash stupid enough to ask me on a second date. And then another date and another date. So then Saturday Girlfriend Guy became, Beer Gnome became the love of my life. And some of you in the room might actually know him better as Harvey, the head brewer at Great Raft. I think even some of you are drinking his beer in the audience right now. Cool. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a different side of him that you might not have known about. Um... So that sort of started uh, in motion a series of events that brought me to northwest Louisiana. I, uh, yeah, we sort of, been, we went out for quite a long time and then uh, sort of the brewery in Melbourne sort of had a sense of completion. There was a stressful three months of what next and a cancelled work visa uh, and then a job interview in a town in the south that I had never before heard of. I have to admit to a moment of weakness where I, I had a tanty, I threw a hissy fit, and I said, um, and you're moving to, I don't even bloody well know what it's called, like shrimp dog or something. <laughs> so you should all know that your town is uh, forevermore affectionately known as shrimp dog to me. I hope we can agree on that moniker <laughs> to shrimp dog. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I, I uh, so I packed up most of my life and flew, you know, did a 24-hour trip uh, to get here, a little over a month ago, um, to a town that my friends had never have heard of, apart from the ones that were actually True Blood fans. They like Shreveport. That's where Fantasia is. <laughs> I actually, I've got a whole gaggle of uh, curious Aussies back home who just want to know what the the South is really like. They're like. 
is everything deep fried? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, is everyone carrying guns? I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been yeah, shot yet. Yeah. Who's carrying a gun now? I mean, you don't have to own up to it. <laughs> I don't know actually if that's cool or not. I have no idea. Um, and then, yeah, oh, is everyone obese? No, but I'm going to be really soon because the food is bloody grouse. <laughs> and I've had some really, really amazing experiences here um, as, a, as a new uh, shrimpster in town. Um, I've, I've, li- I've heard the Star Spangled Banner played by a military brass band at a parade down in New Orleans. That was pretty cool. I, um, I've eaten all of the shrimp and crawfish and I have to apologise that I'm the reason why crawfish prices are still high because my insatiable demand keeps it so. Um, I've witnessed some really amazing local art as well and I have accidentally queued up for... Uh, soup in a homeless kitchen because I thought it was like a hipster foodie event. It really wasn't. (laughs) It really wasn't. Yeah, they weren't ironically wearing um, soiled clothes. That's true. Um... Yeah, so I've definitely definitely done a lot. That's uh, that's been that's been a lot of fun. Um, so that's basically the really long-winded answer to my number one trending FAQ. The other thing that I keep getting asked is, what do I think of it around here? And my answer is always, I love the food and the people, and maybe the people and the food. If I'm being more diplomatic about the ordering of that. <laughs> But seriously, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not blowing smoke up your asses when I say that. There's a bit of. There's a sense of humility in the South, or I don't know if that's just this little corner of it that's really simpatico with Australia, um, and certainly more so than what we think our perception is of America in general. So I'm. I'm. I'm happy to be in this corner of the world. That's for sure. Um, I'm gonna leave you with a little nugget of truth that I wanted to pass on to y'all. Um, little take home message. Uh, so please, please, please don't, don't believe the lies that Outback Steakhouse <laughs> is trying to sell to you. I guarantee you, as frickin' delicious as it sounds, the onion blossom is not a traditional Australian di- uh, dinner. No, it's really not. Thank you very much. <laughs>